Hello and welcome to the Wellness Trinity Podcast, where we interview top holistic experts and bring you natural solutions for modern day wellness. Let's get started with your host, Dr. Jacqueline. Hi, welcome. Thank you for joining the Wellness Trinity Podcast. I'm Dr. Jacqueline, owner of thewellnesstrinity.com, where we provide natural solutions for modern day wellness. Today, I have back on the show, Dr. Choksi. We talked about marijuana last time and what his thoughts are about that. So if you want to learn more about him, visit his website at aceintegrativehealth.com. And I also highly suggest listening to that last podcast we did together about his thoughts on medical marijuana. So today we are going to discuss his journey with having COVID-19. And just a little disclaimer before we get started, what we discuss in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. What you do with the information is to be used at your discretion as the recommendations are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode was brought to you by Cellcore Biosciences. Creating supplements that work is what they do and restoring hope and health is who they are. This protocol was an absolute game changer for myself and my clients too. And now I get to train practitioners to use it in their practice and ebb and flow with it accordingly. So if you want to learn more about the protocol, please visit CellCoreBiosciences.com. If you are a practitioner, you can sign up for a wholesale account and the general public, please visit the wellnesstrinity.com slash Detox and I can show you the ropes of how we can ebb and flow with this for yourself and your family. Dr. Choksi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. Yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited that you love coming on the Wellness Training Podcast because I don't mind having you as a regular guest with your wealth of knowledge and the fact that you're just constantly diving into the research, and especially with what's going on right now in the coronavirus. So you actually got the coronavirus yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, were you scared? No. No, I wasn't scared at all. And I'm still not scared. But uh, (laughs) there are precautions that you have to take, that's for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, why not? I mean, there's all these people running around with masks on. And honestly, as much as I kept telling my mom to wear a mask when she was traveling around, me and my husband don't wear a mask. We we wear gloves when we go to the store. But aside from that, we haven't really been wearing masks. So Mm -hmm. why why aren't you scared? Why aren't you nervous about this? Oh my God, that's a huge question that's going to have a really good backstory. <laughs> so, you know, I got, I got COVID-19 about a couple months ago. And this is when I was traveling to Orlando and then LA and Las Vegas and all those places. And I picked it up. I came home and on one of those flights, as soon as I came home, I was sick. I had headaches, body aches. And at night, I started getting chills. There was a little bit of sore throat, nothing major. And because it was such a sudden thing that happened, I had an inclination that this was COVID-19 that I had. And coincidentally, I was sitting next to somebody who, stereotypical, uh, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> somebody Asian and an American and they they look sick they were you know leaning on each other and they seemed sick and I did not have my mask on at that point and pretty much this was up back in February end of February and um, I came home and I just felt sick and tired so 
I had been following COVID-19 for since January, since maybe December, and uh, had some understanding of what it was doing to the body. And at that point, our early understanding was that it was affecting the lungs. And from my understanding, I wanted to make sure that my temperature stays high, my heat centers in the bodies were activated. So I was doing a lot of things to begin with. And I feel like because of those things, my symptoms were mild. And I wasn't as scared at that point either because I was already prepared for it. Um, some of those things, you know, we talked about in our last podcast and um, that I was doing, Cell Core Line has a couple products that are really good for viral related issues and just improving, improving the uh, ability to bind things out of your body. I had been doing uh, sun salutations, hot and cold showers. I was doing pranayam, yoga practices. And uh, I was using essential oils. So that was another thing. Different essential oils, there are plenty of them that we can go down and look at them, applying them at different reflexology points, using them in you know boiling water and taking steam with essential oils, diffusing them in the, in the room in my house. So those things were going on along with I was doing somewhere about eight to 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C for a long time, since January, I think. And um, I was doing about 80 milligrams of vitamin C, 80, 90 milligrams, zinc, I'm sorry, not vitamin C. And then um, I was doing vitamin D, 10,000 international units of it. And these were all high doses, right? And uh, this was my precautionary supplement line that few of them I had added. And there's something called Chavan Prash. You can find them on Amazon, but it's a blend of lots of different herbs. And that's something that's in my normal routine of taking this. So I thought, you know, I'm doing this. So this is going to be all right. And when it did happen to me, I felt sick. I did not get tested at that point in time because tests weren't all the, all these tests weren't widely available, but I kind of knew, and I just you know increased my pretty much essential oil use and vitamin C use, and I started fasting during those couple days, and ate less, increased my heat, was doing cold and hot showers a couple times a day to improve my immunity. And uh, I went out in the sun and stayed there. So that, that was my early on journey. And um, I had glutathione on board. It, it was something that I was taking. I had all the drops, mito, ATP, molecular oxygen, minerals. I was doing them like 60 drops a day. <laughs> and so, like I doubled everything for those couple of days. And in two days, I was fine. Mm-hmm. So for me, my journey at that point was was all right. Then comes the test, right? Then we started doing immunoglobulin testing. We were looking at 12 different antigens and, and uh, 12 different antibodies to four different antigens in the virus, So which was, which was really cool. So when that test came out in, in March, I got my test done in late March, and I had IgGs present. And there were only IgGs to nuclear protein and the domain binding protein. So <clears throat> I knew at that point that now I don't have IgM, IgAs, 
So my infection is at least a month or two out. And looking back at my life, I knew the episode when it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Now I started doing a lot of, <clears throat> at that point in March, after my testing, I started doing a lot of COVID-19 antibody testing. A lot of people had it and people close to me got it. So then I got it again. And mm-hmm. because of my research that I've been following for a long time, you know, I had learned to add a few other extra things into my regimen and protocol of doing things, right? From um, meditation to sound vibrations and looking at bioenergies and adding them to your body, uh, electromagnetic therapies, EMTs. So I had added all of those after my first episode. I was doing uh, some supplements to improve my TH1 response. So that's a T helper cell one response and suppressing the adaptive immunity. I had also done a nine day fast in between before getting reinfected with the virus. And I think I got reinfected because I started getting symptoms again. And this was three weeks ago. And the second round of my symptoms were small aches and pains, sharp pains in the body from different places. And they would just randomly show up and would get worse, especially by end of the day. And this is all while maintaining my body intake of fats, proteins, and all the supplements that I'm doing. So I'm pretty steady. And I had added, you know, these peptides as well that we're able to, we were able to get at that point in time. Now it's kind of a little bit difficult to get them. But I was doing all of those things, which I feel like it was probably the best possible thing that I could do. And there were a bunch of herbs from astragalus to go to cola to elderberry to echinacea. I mean, I can we can go down the list of so many different herbs, <laughs> <laughs> taking like thirty different tablets every single day, twice a day. But this is this was this was a journey. Like I was doing all of this, yet on my second reinfection, at least from those people who are around me, all of them had IgAs and IgMs, and they did not have IgGs. So their infection was recent and now I started getting symptoms. So looking at all the research, I realized that, okay, there is a lot of corruption, right? We all know about those and all the things that we hear about how things happen from last 10 years and you know, how it's, it's amazing how things can be made. And when we temper with nature, and it can affect everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, things were tempered and things got bad. Okay, that's one side of the story. Second side of the story is um, we do need our immunity. We do need to be out in nature. We do need all the electrons and antioxidants in the body. And from immunological perspective, we do know that by our immunity, nine out of 10 cells or 99, 95% of our cells are all, we are dependent on bacteria, funguses, viruses, other foreign beings on our cells that help us live, right? Our gut bacteria are important and we shouldn't be wiping down and killing everything around us just to survive because all we are going to be left with is are things that are more potent and more viral, you know, viral lint that will affect us. So that's another side of the story. Now, the third side of the story is why are people dying? Like there are still people dying. And I get 
that a lot of people are dying every year from flu and other viruses. And we can associate this virus as another virus that is in the flu family. But because it is new, do we really know the pathophysiology of this virus? Mm-hmm. We don't. Most of us who are holistic and most of us, including myself, I want to be a cavalier and you know, not wear mask and not wear gloves and and say, hey, look, I like my staph aureus that's on my skin. I'm not going to kill it, right? It helps me live. <laughs> but, <laughs> I like those good but, gut bugs and skin bugs. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like them. Why would I want to kill them? But, but the story is, as doctors, we have seen in hospitals, I have seen in my clinics, people, I have, I have lost people in, who are in my circle. One of my doctors ended up on ICU. One of my other doctor friend ended up with a massive MI. One of an eight-year-old kid and my circle of friends just passed away. Yeah. My uncle, well, extended relative uncle, um, second uncle, I guess, cousin uncle, he passed away in New York. Yeah. But people are dying who are otherwise healthy. So we have to account as scientists, we have to know, okay, what is the real pathophysiology? Yeah. One side is yes, there is corruption. Other side is yes, we want to be holistic and we really want to make sure that we are we live with nature and not be afraid of these little viruses that happen. And you know, coronavirus lives in dogs and all the time and we kiss dogs and it never jumped to humans. But this one did, right? <laughs> this one did cross into human cells and it is affecting ACE2 receptors. Mm-hmm. So my journey has been trying to figure out and really pay close attention to the real science, at least the science that I can come up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been diving and deep into that. And into the other doctors. Action, so right? now, now, after four months of doing this, every single day for a couple hours a day, maybe longer, looking into the real, just trying to understand every single symptom, because as doctors, I really wanted to know how come somebody has clots? How come somebody has MI? How come somebody has pain? How come somebody has, you know, terrier trunk, tongue? How come people are getting autoimmune related issues? How come, you know, people are having lung issues? So if, if, if people follow and if you follow, I'll take a stab at explaining this pathophysiology. Mm-hmm. This virus is increasing oxidative stress in our blood vessels at an unprecedented rate. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do not know the rate. Please don't ask me for the data, but I know that it exists. And I'm trying to do that on my patients, looking at the oxidative levels and see how bad does it become. We can get a sense of the oxidative stress from understanding one Willebrand factors in the blood and the D dimers. Okay. And this is what's happening. Virus uses our lungs to go in our body. It attacks ACE2 receptor. What is that receptor? It's an enzyme. It converts angiotensin 2 into angiotensin 1 and 7. So when this virus is converting, or when this protein is getting, that's normal function. Angiotensin 2 gets converted to angiotensin 1 and 7. Angiotensin 2 is bad for us. You know, without going into too many detailed words, just think of that as angiotensin 2 is bad for us. 
angiotensin 1 and 7 is good for us. This conversion is done by ACE2 enzyme or the receptor, the protein. Virus attacks that and destroys it or blocks it from this from doing this conversion. So now we're lacking one and seven, which is good for us. It helps you vasodilate, it helps you with inflammation, and we are building up ACE2. ACE2 does vasoconstriction, meaning increase in blood pressure and constricting your blood vessels, so blood flow is decreased. In that process, it's stimulating ACE2 somehow, it's stimulating the endothelial linings, nitric oxide, PFOXO22 gene, uh, and that's releasing oxidative superoxide molecules. Now, the second way the superoxide molecules are going up is by the virus getting engulfed by our macrophages, neutrophils, lysosomes, right? The normal, our immune cells that innate, innate immunity, it takes in the virus, recognizes it and says, okay, I gotta kill this. So let me increase my oxidative stress, make bleach in it, superoxide, you know, um, myeloperoxidase comes in, H2O2, hydrogen peroxide comes in. All of these guys come in from one into another, superoxide goes into H2O2 to become myeloperoxidase, bleach, and all in the essence to kill whatever that is foreign in us. And this is our normal immunity, right? Our normal immune cells will eat up something, try to destroy it. That destruction is done by superoxide molecule as step one, and then it gets converted into many other things. So now we have two mechanisms by which superoxide molecule is going up. Superoxide is our reactive, one of the reactive oxygen species in our body. We have known this for many, many years, how, how much inflammation happens inside the blood vessels. So this blood vessels that we have, you know, there it is. So these superoxide molecules are an oxygen molecule with an extra electron that just destroys things around it. It will go into different things and destroy it because it either wants to bind to something because it has that extra electronic energy. So oxidative stress happens more in people who are very inflamed, mm. obese, diabetic, kidney issues, heart disease patients. It is already in us from people with high amount of toxins, chemicals, um, people who have COPD or lung issues that are not getting enough oxygen in there, sleep apnea. So uh, asthma, people who are very reactive, people who have autoimmune diseases. So these patients are already having high oxidative markers in their body, and this virus is increasing those oxidative levels. So reactive oxygen species go up, they destroy the endothelial lining, the inner lining of the mm. cell inside okay. the blood vessels is destroying it. So the, the underneath that destruction is we have, sub, um, we have tissue. Now it's exposed inside the blood vessel. When that gets exposed, the damage, right? You got to cut inside the blood vessels. There are no pain receptors. That's why most people don't feel pain when you hit your artery or when there's damage going on inside the arteries. 
we don't feel that pain. This oxidative stress is happening from COVID-19 at a, without us knowing how much it's happening. Mm -hmm. It's causing the endothelial damage. Endothelial damage is leading to one bilirubin factor release. People with type A and B and AB blood have high amount of one bilirubin factors. Type O has less. Hence, we have seen type O people getting affected less from COVID-19. Von Willebrand factor's job is to do what? To make a clot. If you have a damaged skin, it will make a clot to patch it up. That's platelet adhesions. It increases platelet aggregation, platelet adhesions happen, especially calcium is used up and we need the calcium to bind all of these things together at, at inside the artery. So this artery that we have, if there is damage in there, it wants to fix it. That's our normal human physiology. You don't have to tell your body to fix itself. It just wants to fix it. But what if the damage is happening at really fast rate? Normally, most people who get heart attacks and strokes happen later in their life. Okay? Heart attacks, strokes, clots in the blood. Now, you're looking at 60 years of lifetime worth of oxidative stress. 60 years later, somebody had a heart attack or a stroke, or maybe 80 years later. Mm. Some of these people, including people that I have known, have passed away from having oxidative stress within 30 to 60 to 90 days. Mm. What normally took 60 years to have an outcome of a heart attack or a stroke or a clot and amputation, right? Our oxidative stress goes up in the body because we are exposed to a lot of oils and toxins in the food and the processed chemicals and blah, blah, and blah. But we have an innate ability to still live for 60, 70, 80 years. And we're doing well with that, right? Our ancestors could have lived longer and with less amount of oxidative stress, but we are still doing okay. But now you introduce something in the world, whether natural or unnatural, I don't know. I'm not here to judge what, who, how, when this happened. I just want to know how I can help people who are in front of me, who are showing up in my practice or people who I care about, what is really going on in them, mm -hmm. right? That's my job. As a doctor, my oath is to learn as much as I can so I do no harm, right? And this process of learning is that's where we are. So can I, as a doctor, say that, yeah, you shouldn't be wearing a mask? I don't know. So here's what's happening, right? If, if a person who's otherwise healthy ends up with heart attack and stroke in 30 days, young people from youngest from age 2, 3, 4, 5 to 30, 40, 50, and a 49-year-old guy, just, you know, my, one of my doctors, nephrologist, perfect guy, just end up dead, right? 49-year-old with... Aww. Kids and family, otherwise completely healthy nephrologists. I mean, look at this guy, right? Nephrologist, mm. really smart in acid-base chemistry, understands all the ions. Wow. His body was perfect, did not have any side effects, no drugs, nothing on board, and he ends up. Now, do we really know, you know, it, it, it was done because of his long year history of having a bad lifestyle? No, I mean, there are a lot of com confounding factors. but. This is what COVID-19 is doing in a lot of people. 
right? There are certain people that are just dying from higher amount of oxidative stress that is leading to endothelial dysfunction, mm-hmm. endothelial dysfunction. So look at my story. The first time when I got it, I had enough amount of oxidative stress. I was doing all kinds of things and I kind of, I did well within two days, I was fine. The second round, this is like going to a boxing match, right? The first round, you know, I won. Second round, the boxer is new. The guy mm-hmm. that I'm fighting is mutated virus again. It could be a different strain. Mm-hmm. And did I have enough time in between the two rounds to heal up all the endothelial damage that I had mm-hmm. accumulated? In two days or in five days, whatever the time it was it took for me to get these symptoms, the endothelial damage could have been as equal to two years worth of endothelial damage. Wow. Because the 60 years worth of endothelial damage is happening in 60 days in some people. And we okay. don't know who they are. They are otherwise healthy individuals like 80-year-old kid who just passed away, hmm. right? So my understanding is that as a doctor, my recommendation has to be evidence-based. And obviously, this is a hypothesis because it is not proven by double-blind controlled, you know, blind studies. But when we look at every single pathway, every single mechanism of action of what I just told you from going deep down from ACE2 to increasing angiotensin to to leading to the gene that stimulates the NOx and FOX, FOX, FOX22, PFOX22, FOX gene and the domain on the NADPH oxidase enzyme. Like that's all leading to oxidative stress. So you and I, we know that this virus behaves like the flu. Mm-hmm. We have some predictions by some of the experts in the world that says that this virus is going to come around the second wave or, you know, just like the seasonal flu, this virus will come around seasonally. You and I, if you're in public, all of us have been exposed to flu, right? Multiple times Mm -hmm. and we have made it. What if you get exposed to COVID-19 multiple times? And if this hypothesis is correct about oxidative stress, that means we're going to be fighting round three, four, and five against oxidative stress. And if one of those rounds you did not do well in between the rounds and preparing yourself holistically, environmentally, taking all the supplements, lifestyle changes, everything that you needed to do to heal yourself from round five to round six. Mm-hmm. The round five might be with H1N1, whatever that we end up calling this one of the strains of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Round six might be with another strain of COVID-19. That's two different beings. That's two different boxers that you're fighting your rounds. They're both causing endothelial damage. And, if, mm-hmm. and that's obviously, obviously that what I just said was also uh, there. The, that's also a hypothesis that they're both causing it. Hopefully they don't. I'm crossing my fingers and saying to God and universe that let our human bodies be so strong that we don't have this oxidative stress. Yeah. As of now, we are noticing that that's happening. I think the data will come out. I think the people will do lab tests for oxidative stress. We will find out. And we will know more data on what is happening on people when they get reinfected again. Now, I have families who 
All of them have had COVID-19. All of them have had positives and they've recovered except one person in their family who is negative. Mm. Now the question becomes, is the antibodies going away? Is my immunity going away after three months of being exposed? So if I don't get exposed for the next three months, is my antibody levels, are, are, are the titers going to go away, right? And we know they can, right? Tetanus, you get a tetanus shot, and uh, 10 years later, maybe you might not have any titers left. You might have to get a booster. That's because your immune cells, which are your police, your immune cells is your police. It's your memory. If tetanus never shows up, if the terrorist never shows up, <laughs> you don't need to fight. You don't need to remember how to fight that anymore. So the antibodies will go down. In COVID-19, if that is also true, we don't know, right? Is that true? Are antibodies going down? How fast are they going down? When are they disappearing? Is it a lifelong immunity? We don't know that. Mm-hmm. We really don't know that right now. But we, the best case scenario in terms of understanding the pathophysiology is that it is causing oxidative stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this has to be proven. And this has to be uh, proven over and over again by, I'm sure, people who are listening to me, they're going to talk to their doctors and hospital systems, and everybody will look at oxidative stress markers. But if I was a doctor, can I tell everybody, just because I believe in holistic health and I want to be out in nature, that don't wear your mask and don't wear your gloves? I'm not sure. I think it would be a very hard sell because if if a six-year-old kid comes in and I'm not wearing a mask and I'm a carrier mm-hmm. and I'm passing it on to him and he ends up with higher amount of oxidative stress or my uncle or my family at home. You know, we don't know what, how, how bad of a carrier we are, right? I don't know that. So I rather take the precautions yeah. and say, you know what, until the data shows up, I will take the precautions at some point in my life and future. Obviously we're all going to go back to nature and we're going to love our bugs that we that are surrounding <laughs> us. So even though you and I both believe in getting rid of the critters. <laughs> yeah. Like we well, I mean, we are, we are made of these microbes, right? It's just we don't want them out of balance. And things like these Ooh. viruses and um, heavy metals, chemicals, toxicity in general just throws them off. Absolutely. So we're supposed to coexist with them, not yeah, all over I completely agree. But that's the thing, right? We do coexist with coronavirus. Dogs have them. We got them. But it never crosses. We coexist with them on our skin every time you kiss a dog. But when you temper, when you mess around with things, and when you create things, and, you know, who knows, however it happened, you know, I don't want to blame anybody for what they may or may not have done, whether it's right or wrong. The corruption is there. We all know that. Yeah. So, but now we have to deal with it, right? I'm not in the position to change any corruption. I'm in the position to help my patients. Right. Yeah. Give them the right recommendations, provide the right therapies, the way I understand every single one of these pathways. Mm-hmm. And that's where we say, you know what, get IV therapy, get, get, you know, get everything done, change your life ASAP now, you know, right. get all inflammation out of your life. If you need help, you know, we can do it from genetics to holistic meridians to Eastern and Western philosophies. We can mix and match anything and everything to help you get the right personalized approach to do this. Now, obviously in this, in this whole holistic world, 
the expense becomes a limiting factor for a lot of people, especially when they don't have a job and the economy is shut down. And now, you know, people need to take a lot of supplements and the food costs a lot of money. You know, I mean, this is the system itself has um, has some disadvantages against us. Everybody wants to buy organic and, you know, they can't. It's It's not practical. It's impossible. Yeah, well, a lot of people I've noticed on, you know, through social media and just talking to people, I mean, people are growing gardens, it sounds like. I started my (laughs) microgreen farm um, back in before the new year started, and I've I've been getting pretty good at that now, so I'm I'm mastering these things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, We we have been recommending, uh, so in my office, we, um, Erin Hanley, she works here, and our aim is to teach people how to garden. She's a reflexologist. Um, She does aromatherapy and she has her own business that is called Paradise Kitchen Garden. And Mm -hmm. she's an expert at creating kitchen gardens. So my patients, we we offer this services to my patients because, you know, I'm a holistic doctor. I look at energies. I look at science. But at the end of the day, I want you to plant your own food to learn the energies of that food for yourself because that's the best way to learn if you grow something right Mm -hmm. it's like having a kid until you have a kid you'll (laughs) never know right (laughs) yes me and you are both exempt of that one for now (laughs) for now (laughs) i can wait a little bit longer my mom is really ready for that but i'm just like hold on just a second (laughs) i'm I'm ways away from that i gotta you know you never know you never know that special lady might be around the corner (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or working with you, maybe. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think she's working with me. But <laughs> maybe, um, you know, by, by, by great, um, maybe through telemedicine or something. Who knows? Yeah, but, uh, you never know. Are you going to or, the eco workshop in Boise? I'm debating about it. It's just uh, there's, I'm, I'm debating about it. Well, she might be there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's where I, uh, I'm calling it the, the getting out of quarantine party for the holistic practitioners. <laughs> You know, maybe, maybe I should go there after listening to this podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. The other one was really incredible that, you know, for people that don't know, that's uh, the eco workshop is with Cellcore Biosciences. And um, that's where I met Dr. Choksi here. So I, I meet incredible people like this at these events. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. I mean, the energy of that workshop and the type of people we met, uh, I, I still, I feel like it was a blessing yeah oh totally i mean yeah and you're right the energy you're always talking about energy right i mean the energy there was just i just felt like we were on cloud nine the whole time and i left and i was like Whoa. <laughs> i mean just like what we learned the people that were there how you know there's just such pure hearts ready to help the world find answers to their problems and and you know dr watts and dr j and the team were all just ready to give it to us you know yeah exactly yeah. So, but anyways, I love the fact that you have someone there that teaches people how to garden. Oh my God, what a beautiful practice you have. Yeah. You, know, you just tie the whole picture together in so many ways. It sounds Oh, you like. want to know something really interesting? Yeah. So <clears throat> we developed an app. The app has six months worth of diet that is all personalized to my patients. Huh. And the, the app has all the recipes in it, diet plus recipes, plus the workout routines. And all they have to do is log in and just start using it. Pretty much, obviously, I have to give them access and 
there's a cost, but it allows people to really go deep down and understand the food and how easy it is to live a very natural, holistic um, life that is full of nutrients, right? And we have, a, we have added different, um, different types of diets in there. So we have diets from all over the world and there are diets that can help you release uh, toxins. They can, there are diets that are infused with essential oils. There are diets that are infused wow. with stem cells. There are diets that are infused with cell core stuff. So it's the six month, but it makes it easy. All of my patients absolutely love it. And every month they, they lose somewhere about five to eight pounds every month. I mean, without, without even going to the gym, like as long as they follow exactly and every recipe is different for six months in a row, you're not going to get the same recipe to eat. So, which is, which is really cool because I don't want to be bored with food. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so every single day it's different? Every single day is different. Well, there are a couple of days that are the same on the times when I really want people to detox and there's a, there's a keto aspect to it there's a paleo aspect to it and we have all personalized it to their genetics so it is it is personalized to food sensitivities personalized to genetics personalized to their nutrition and obviously their their uh, body type and their personalities so we're we're customizing this whole thing and that's it's super easy so now what patients have to do is do the labs and get on the diet and you're done. Just keep following it for six months. In six months, you're going to be a completely different person. And then you want to go back to your normal life and normal diet and eat junk. You can, but now you have experienced something that will not let you go back to being inflammatory, right? right. Once you experience something so easy, mm-hmm. it takes the guesswork out of all the recipes and all the diet. Just, that's incredible yeah it's super so who created the recipes uh we did i did and people in my friend circles and family oh my did. gosh i mean that sounds intense i mean no wonder you're working there till nine or ten at night every day <laughs> you're researching every little nook and cranny about the coronavirus and creating this incredible app i'm just blown away from that yeah and then that's that's the thing right if i tell you add cilantro into your smoothies you better know how to grow that too. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm getting more and more the sense that people need to just know how to garden in general. We can leave it at that without all the politics, but yeah. I, I'm getting the little intuition to me saying that, you know, it's not a bad idea to start now on that if you haven't already. And so I got my microgreen farm. I, I need to figure out some trees and things like that that I can do outside, but uh, okay. I mean, I'm learning too. And, and like I said, it's, it's definitely not a bad idea. And you know, it's cilantro on that point. I have a microgreen um, that I use, that I grow that cilantro. And yeah. onion. So oh, right. I don't even grow right. the whole plant. I mean, yeah. I'll buy it from the store. Sometimes my husband wants to, do, I don't know why, cause we have the microgreens, but he yeah. likes the bigger one too. <laughs> so, yeah. but we have a little micro cilantros and onions and we'll put them in tacos and things. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, so here's a quick uh, perception on this. Pay attention to when these things grow and try to understand the pattern Mm. of how the plant is growing and when the plant is growing. That will help you understand the energies behind those plants. 
how the plant is growing and when the plant is growing. Yes. Um, I don't know if this answers any of that question, but you know, I noticed because a lot of people will grow um, microgreens in different types of ways or mediums. And I tried them all, like the coconut core, the jute mats, uh, pa these papers. I don't even know why they put these papers in these uh, yeah. trays, but um, without anything. And they want soil. Who would have thought? <laughs> it grows so much better in soil. And I'm like talking about the energy of it. I'm like, well, it just goes back to the garden. I mean, we didn't have jute mats and they probably weren't growing in coconut core and things like that. No. So I don't have problems like I did when I tried out with those other means. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know if that says anything about the energy of it, but I don't know how, how do you get, I need an example of what this looks like. Like if I was going to look at my plant. Uh, let me get something. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. So here's a live, live example. Do you see this? Yeah. Right. So this is a bamboo plant. It's it needs a little bit of water it. and it's turning little yellow, but it's pretty good. And um, it grows with very little bit of water. Right. It needs very little bit of TLC. Mm -hmm. It needs a little bit of sun every single day. And then that's all it needs. And you can leave it and it will grow in that environment. So now you're paying attention. So you're paying attention to this plant and you're looking at it and saying, okay, this plant is long and tall, but I have another plant that is jade, a uh, type of a jade plant. And, and then this plant is beautiful. And uh, this little guy grows like this. Right, the roots are growing in that fashion. The other plant is growing tall and long. Yeah. So both of these guys have totally different energy, right? And um, one likes to go up in the air. The other likes to spread on the element on the floor. So one likes more earth element. The other one likes more air element. So this uh -huh. way. Now you can understand five elements really intricately. Okay, so I'm sure when you have your your conversation with Tracy, have you done that already? Uh, no, been on our podcast. No, okay. I was so busy. Oh my god, it's been crazy. Yeah, she'll you'll you guys will have a really good conversation about those five elements and all that, because <laughs> that is like beyond me. I'm trying to now that I've met you and her, I'm like, okay, I want to know. <laughs> I need to know this Indian medicine, and um, I haven't really gotten to someone with Chinese medicine too much yet, but um, all those elements you know i'm just wondering so now that you've dissected these plants what is that what does that mean when you're working with a client i mean if someone it, do, you, do you find certain types of people are more gravitating toward a certain mm -hmm. plant yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so here's an example right uh almonds almonds have uh natural state of almonds are either they're hot um, no, not either. They are hot. Almonds are hot and uh, they are heavy. Now you can convert the almonds. Look at the three different states, hot or cold. Anything could be a hot or cold. 
it could be um, hot or cold, heavy or light, and it is uh, it's either hot or cold, heavy or light. I'm forgetting something. Um, almonds are when when you heat them up, they become hot or cold, moist, more heavy or light. Yes, wet or dry. Exactly. Thank you. So either they're hot or cold, heavy or light, or wet or dry. So almond itself, if you're living in a northern climate, you want the hot almond. Mm. But if you're living in a southern California climate, you want to soak those almonds and have them. So now you're balancing your energy oh. of your world. Okay. And That's if you take them at night, for example, almond, they might be heavy for you. If mm -hmm. you take them during the day, they might be very light for you. And then if you soak them, they become wet. If you roast them, they become dry. If you add hot peppers to it, they become hot because you're adding another energy into it. So once you understand that each plant even this bamboo plant or this jade plant it can we can pretty much convert their energy into whatever we want and uh, you just have to know how to do that and then you look at the patients and you say hey you have this kind of energy in you right you're too reactive or you're too lazy or you're too type a and i gotta convert in you into a peaceful human being and <laughs> <laughs> I have to convert you into a peaceful human being that sounds like a parasite issue speaking of which <laughs> but you know I'm not converting it their bodies are obviously right. doing it I'm just showing them how it can be done through through the world that is around them you know mm -hmm. you don't have to go out in the Himalayas and get something just to convert your energy mm. you can pretty much do it with a plant that's growing right mm. next to you Okay. So that's something that, you know, when I look at my patients, I, I look at their pulse assessments. I do their pulse assessments in their, in their both hands. Mm -hmm. I look at their energies. I evaluate those. And uh, based on my understanding of how the science is behind what I just talked to you about plants mm -hmm. and almonds, I mm -hmm. understand the science. You know, when somebody says almonds are hot, why are they hot? Because they have high amount of omega-6s mm. so, <laughs> mm -hmm. when you soak them they kind of get rid of the omega-6s right it comes out mm. phytic acid comes out so these kind of things are happening but then to some degree it may not be needed in some population so mm -hmm. you have to understand that and then accordingly recommend some of these things to them obviously applied kinesiology and muscle testing and all of these things yeah. will help That's what a I was lot thinking. Yeah, because when you're when you're really meditative and when you get into that zone, you can really understand your intuitive powers and mm -hmm. and and get really good at all of these things mm -hmm. really fast. But yeah, speaking of that, um, when you work with clients or patients um, in telemedicine, how do you teach them how to muscle test, or do you? No, I don't teach them. Oh, okay. Um, Okay, I do teach them very little bit. I guess the most simplest way of muscle testing is, um, you know, a lot of people do it. You just stand straight, close your eyes, get balanced, and then ask yourself 
and a question and to calibrate yourself i would just say say your name and if you lean forward that's true if you lean backwards that's wrong but you have to stand straight right you have to you have to close your eyes and you can't be unbalanced and dehydrated and mm-hmm. you know, stressed out when you do this kind of things so then you want to know if you want to buy this car today or not well stand straight close your eyes ask yourself a question and if your body moves just even tad bit forward then you know that the that answer is true so now the question becomes it, there could be a bias right if i want to buy right. this car i'm going to lean forward <laughs> so, here's, so here's here's a way around it i take a cup i tell them to take a cup i say make four different cheat sheets or two different cheat sheets right a little you know uh, um uh, posted notes and write down in one a question uh, do can i buy this car today in another question is it safe for me to buy this car today in another question say can i buy this house today or can i do this today or whatever right that you're wondering about is this is this the right medicine are these seeds the right seeds for me so you ask that question in four different little little tab you know little posted notes you fold them up and then you put them in this cup and then you shake all of them then you pick one of them out you don't know what question you picked now you say whatever this question is what should i do about this question answer yes lean forward answer no lean backwards and then your body if it leans forward to this question that you're holding on in your hand then answer is yes so now there's no bias you just open this you read it it says i'm supposed to buy this car today answer is yes <laughs> So there's no bias, right? Like this is all about getting rid of the biases of muscle testing. Wow, I've never seen that one. I've seen so many tricks. Um I use a pendulum. I know this yeah. looks scary for my some of my Christian friends. I know, friends, I know. But most people I know actually act they they uh they get the idea. I mean, it really is like if people understand acupuncture, chiropractic, I mean, it's just the energy flow throughout your body, right? Exactly. As far as I know it. And so it's just kind of now flowing into the pendulum. So I'll ask it, show me a yes. Yeah. So my yes is a circle. Yeah. Show me a no. Yeah. And so my no is But that's the fine. that's the thing, right? I tried to do that too. And um I have a pranic healer that uh who's my friend and she tried to do that or a uh, Reiki healer. um but uh there's always like if you ask the intellectuals they'll always say hey there's a bias to that you could be circling around and you could be circling this and that so i say okay you know what i'll make it very simple for you <laughs> you just put it in here pick it out if the answer is yes it's yes answer is no is no but obviously right there's no double blind control study here about any of these things <laughs> <laughs> this is not in the medical literature <laughs> not medical do not do this <laughs> but i do know some of the coolest doctors i know that are integrative i mean it's you're usually looking at science and then you're doing stuff like this where you're tying the whole thing together i mean we're energetic beings it it sounds kind of foo-foo for some people that are like i need science i don't know about all this energetic stuff you know i get it i was there at some point where i was just like mm, i don't know yeah. about this and then when i really learn about how it's yeah. it, it is kind of scientific how it works i mean we have these energy centers in our body and 
um, just the flow of it when we get blockages. I mean, things just don't work. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I practice enough and the thing moves for me. So <laughs> it yeah. works really well when I'm trying to figure out how to dose up for myself. And yeah. So I think it works for you. And I think it works for a lot of people because you're so connected to it and it is a crystal and it has energies and you are connected to it. So you know that you're not biased, but when you do it for somebody else, the other person may or may not believe in it. And if they don't believe in it, they're likely to argue about the validity of how accurate this is. Mm -hmm. So obviously it comes down on trust and faith and belief system. Right, yeah. Well, in terms of using it clinically, at least. (laughs) This is a nice little nugget that we tied in. And I mean, really, it's just we have to understand that the body is like physical things that happen in people's body are there's a a root that could be physical, there could be spiritual, there could be stuff in our soul and emotions. And so, I mean, there's so many different pieces of us that, you know, even stuff that like energetically can be affecting us. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad we brought that piece in, Um, you know, with all the speaking of energies, um, you know, with this whole coronavirus thing and everything being shut down, um, at some point, I, w- I told my husband, like, God, you know, I can't wait for this to be over. Like, at some point, in the beginning, I didn't really mind. And then at some point, I was just like, starting, I think I started feeling everyone's negative energy about it, and, and then getting nervous about the economy. And um, I'm like, you know, my husband's like, I don't, why, why are you, why do you care? Like, your life is not really different. <laughs> we work from home, you still work from home. <laughs> we don't go out much. We eat stuff that we, you know, that we make, we grow microgreens. Um, but it was really that, um, you know, this, the summit series I'm doing right now is about mental wellness. Um, Mm. first of all, I thank you for kind of diving into, uh, how the COVID-19 works and, and why you personally weren't scared and what you did, because I'm sure some people listening to this are thinking, okay, if that guy is not too scared, then maybe I shouldn't be on the other side of it. I bet you there's some people that are thinking, Oh my gosh, this guy did like, I don't even, I, don't, I can't even keep a track of everything he did. I don't know if I could supposed to even attack this. Um, but um, how can you ease some of the, the listeners, um, the calm, you know, like how can we bring some calm to this storm here? I think the first thing we all have to do is breathe mm-hmm. and trust that good will come out of this. I heard somewhere that two weeks before, I haven't looked at the data behind it, but I've heard it. Two weeks before the COVID-19 shutdown happened in majority of the world in end of February, March, something like that, the Earth's atmosphere, the ozone layer was escaping. It had a hole in it. And I'm not sure if this is true or not, right? So don't quote me on it. I have not looked at the data. I've only heard about it. And I have not gone out to NASA or any of these sites to look at the data, but that's what I've heard. So look at the bright side, right? If COVID-19 had not happened, we would have had a really damaging atmospheric change. And because this happened, literally our total pollution burden in the atmosphere went down. And somewhere in middle of March, they said that it closed down the little hole that it had opened in the atmosphere that would have damaged us and maybe would have even killed us because the ozone layer was broken, escaping, whatever it means. So there's a bright side to all of these things, 
right? Which every fight that we fight, it makes us stronger, right? Everything that we're doing is helping us understand our own inner abilities and insecurities. You know, people are spending time at home in the apartments and and not being able to go out, but trying to figure out how to spend time and what they can do going forward. It is tough. And in toughness, we, I would say to look inward than outward. Look at your own energies, sit down with yourself without any other distractions and just sit, right? It's very hard med- to meditate, especially when the entire world around you, your job, your finances, everything is collapsing for a lot of people. And, and to not know the future and the uncertainty of the future, especially after what I said, I mean, that's, I mean, that can be scary, right? But that's when we say, you know what, we do have the answers to it. If there is a day, then there's a night, right? If there's up, then there's down. If there's sun, there's moon. If there is evil, then there's goodness. There is the other side of this. All of us are going through an energetic change all at the same time. So we must realize that there has to be a higher uh, uh, understanding of this. And this is an opportunity to learn. Learn something that you haven't been able to work out that you haven't, you've been putting it off. You know, read the books that you've been putting it off that you haven't finished in years. Say I love you to people that you have never done and talk to the people and appreciate them. Maybe even if you have the money, go out and donate. Try to do something that is productive to add value to this, to this world. You know, nobody's stopping you from going out and breathing normal air, right? And maybe doing breathing practices, maybe doing any type of yoga, doing push-ups, setups. Nobody's stopping you from growing any food, and if you have access to it, right? I understand in a lot of places in, in high-rise buildings, a lot of people don't have access to even the sun. And I get that. And that's kind of tough for a lot of people. But, you know, you can vicariously, virtually do that with other friends. Spread the knowledge and spread positivity and encouragement and courage and, and see, you know, what happens. I think we're all going to come out of it. You know, there are so many good drugs that are coming out that can help people who are in hospitals and people who are really sick on deathbeds. There are a lot of antioxidant uh, herbs that we have. There are a lot of IV therapies we have. There are a lot of things that can be anti-inflammatory. You can change your diet, learn about the diet, right? Learn about an antioxidant or anti-inflammatory diet. So there are a lot of things we can do. And I would say to do it now right? Take on this opportunity and say, thank you, God, for giving me this vacation that I've been wanting. Like the Western world and all of us have been running, 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 running all the time. And I'm running more now <laughs> than when I was running before. <laughs> but, but we've been doing that, right? And um, we forget to breathe like me, right? I just talk and I forget to breathe sometimes. So... <laughs> Yeah. Well, the um, other side of it too is I remember you telling me your story and how you did you did you took a break in life it sounded like when you went to India oh, yeah. and you studied yeah. yoga and uh, you know I had a break like that in my life when I was 24 I got rid of everything I traveled around the world and I really did some inner you know searching and yeah. soul searching and trying to figure out what who am I what am I doing in life 
you know, not everyone has really had that pause or really um, taken that time to to do that inner healing and, and searching. So um, I'm not surprised that in a time like this, people like me and you are kind of like, okay, it's time to go. You know, we've been prepared <laughs> for this. Um, but but for other people, it might be, no, no, this is a time to rest. This is a time to hear God. This is a time to know what's really going on in our soul and how we need to heal and all that kind of stuff. So that's a that's a nice point you make, which is kind of in line of what I've been saying mm-hmm. the whole time. And, and especially what you said about um, just trusting that a good will come out of this. Because I, when you said that, I was thinking about how that's really kept me um, calm a lot of it too. Because, I mean, I'm not going to doubt that I think things can get kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, we are preparing crazy. for the worst just in case. Um, at the same time, I do feel like even at, at that, like, yeah, things can get crazy. But at the end of the day, I still feel like we have a good God that at the end of the day, we're going to have some victory at the end of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and usually before a really good thing happens, there's like this craziness before that's just like, ah, you know, it's like mm-hmm. detoxing. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I say something? Yeah. So in this world of manifestation and vibration energies and all of these things. So let's take a, just a little bit of time to understand what just, what's happening to us. we have a spiritual energy. Any energy, electrical energy, sound energy, light energy, it has a positive and negative pole. You know, positive and negative charges are there, just like any electron, any, any element does. Neutrons, protons, electrons, and all the smaller particles. Positive energies will attract the negative side. The negative energies will attract the positive. Okay? In our body, we have five senses. Our spiritual energy is inside us. Whether you call it G, whether you call it soul, whether you call it chi, whatever you call it, there's something that makes us alive that's within us. It's very godly, very natural, whatever it is. If you're an atheist, then there's something that makes you alive, right? But that we know. This energy is attached to six different senses. All of five that we already know, eyes, nose, taste, hearing, touch, the six being the brain. So brain is our sixth sense. Brain has lots of neurons. Neurons are like wires. They transmit electricity. Whenever we have an electrical current, that current will have a positive and negative charge. We established that already. Whenever that electrical current goes anywhere, it will attract the opposite. If you have a negative thought, that means you've had a negative vibrational frequency because electricity travels in frequency. Mm. Electricity travels in waves and there is a certain amount of amplitude and magnitude and how fast it goes up and how slow it dies down. Every electrical frequency has a voltage. It has a power to it, how sharp it is, basically, in a way, in a layman's term. You know, it could be a five volt wire or a hundred voltage wire or 220 voltage that's traveling through the wire. So, or it could be more, you know, thousands of volts of electricity could be traveling. So our wire, which is everywhere in our cells, all the neurons, which are our wires, they're transmitting electrical current. This current is traveling in some type of intensity mm-hmm. with some type of voltage. Hence, every time we have a 
taught, we're going to be stimulating certain neurons to create this electrical current. This electrical current is going to be attracting or repulsing something. If we manifest negative thoughts, or if we have negative thoughts, we spread negative thoughts through our words. If we spread anger and frustration and jealousy through our eyes, right? We're doing bad things or unnatural things with our hands. These are energies that are going out of us. The sound energy, the light energy, the touch energy that's going out of us that has negative energy. Energy, negative energy will attract those kind of things. Mm. Hence, it will end up with negative outcomes. So if all of us together change our thought process, yes, be prepared, but don't be prepared because it's the worst, right? The word worse has a negative vibration. Mm. Does that make sense? We're prepared for the best. Mm. We're not preparing for the worse. So I'm not trying to correct you, but it's just- yeah, no, no, that's a good ener- w- thought though. Yeah, it's just a vibrational energy mm. of what we say and what we think. You know, Dr. Masuri Emoto talked about how water changes the vibrations. Right. So when we're driving on the road and when we, you know, finger somebody because they cut us off, what are we doing? You know, we're cursing them. That word, is not affecting that person. That word is actually changing the water structure in your own body. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what we think and what we say must be, must be in congruence with our belief system of what we want. So mm-hmm. in one line, I would say to everybody, you know, we need to go on this journey and think what we want to have happen. We're preparing for the best outcome possible for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. that's how I would think about it. Obviously, there is a lot of, even in my words and in my last one hour of, you know, uh, talk, I've used a lot of negative words from corruption and all that stuff, right? So those are the kind of things that we, we want to pay less attention to. It's impossible to not use them all the time. Uh, or even sometimes, but we try to limit those things and say, you know what, you know, our conversation with our family, our friends, just spread positivity. And that will, even if you're worried about somebody, even if you're frustrated with somebody, even if you are angry or jealous, excuse me, even if you're angry or jealous and uh, you're worried that that person's going to do bad to you. And, you know, nowadays everybody's worried about what's going to happen with vaccine and what's coming down the pipeline and the 5g and blah blah and blah like there are so many worries that all of us have with every single negative thing there is a positive thing out there so i would Mm. i would say pay attention and pay your have your brain focus on the positivity then what negative things are happening there's always a yin and a yang right Mm -hmm. there's always the good and the bad. So what you choose to focus on is what we're going to be manifesting. And Mm -hmm. that is something that I feel that all of us should focus on. I mean, this is a mental health conversation. (laughs) So I wanted to bring that in because I don't think it can get anything. I mean, this is 
part of the mental health that everyone needs to understand. And obviously yeah. neurotransmitters and heavy metals play a huge role in how we feel emotionally and mentally Yeah. and the type of thoughts we have. And that's where you have, you know, that's where everybody has you and me. Right. Mm-hmm. And people who do this kind of work where we are able to help people get rid of some of these things, test them and help them mm-hmm. come out of it so that they have a mind and the brain mm-hmm. and the neurons that are not being blocked by nickel and mercury and cadmium and lead and arsenic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, it goes both ways, right? Because yeah, what ways. we feed our mind and what we meditate on, you know, meditation is not necessarily we're sitting here like, mm, we're, it's, it's like uttering that thing in our head over and over again. Um, as far as what I've learned the word. Yeah, to um, and so if we're, if we're really focused on the good that is, can come out or that is going to happen, um, it can really maybe start to like lessen the, the damage that like things that look like it's, it's scary and fearful and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I've been like you thinking there is something good going to come out of this. And obviously the, there was the ozone. Um, but it seems like there's certain shifts in, um, you know, whether it's in politics, um, the, the one good thing, you know, we're in health. Right. And the one amazing thing that I just knew right away was like, this is the perfect time for people to accept the message of health, right? Exactly. Where in before it wasn't really maybe as accepted some of the things um, that we're talking about. And, and, you know, me and you, we work with people. So it's not like there's no one understanding that there's this whole holistic side and looking at the whole body and mind, body, spirit and all that. Um, but at the same time, um, I, I think there needed to be a greater awakening of what it really means to get to root causes of people's health issues and how to deal with them on a cellular level. Um, I used to do live blood analysis. Do you do that in your practice? What kind of analysis? I missed it. Live blood analysis. Live blood analysis. So you take a drop of blood and you put it under a microscope and then you can oh, see right there, the oxidative yeah. stress in there. You can see yeah, all kinds of stuff, but that's one of those things as you were describing the oxidative stress on the cells. I yeah. was thinking about how when I, when you, when you look at the cell under the microscope, yeah. um, it should be circular, right? Um, yeah. But when there's all kinds of oxidative stress, it, it, I mean, it looks like it's shriveling up. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of them have spikes. Some of them are, are bumpy on the outside. Um, mm-hmm. When there's a virus, it looks like bites. Mm-hmm. It, it look, almost like a Pac-Man just bit a piece yeah. off of it. Um, and so when I would see a lot of those and people I knew there, they had some big virus thing going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised on what you said about the, the cell, the endothelial lining of the cells being damaged from the virus that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's huge. I, I mean, I just, I, I hope that all of us take this opportunity and, and change our lives so that we're less inflammatory because if this is just round one and the virus is coming back round two Mm -hmm. and then there is round three and the year later there's round four and maybe there are multiple rounds in a year that somebody has to fight. Mm -hmm. How many rounds can you fight in a ring with, and if you don't completely recover between those rounds Mm -hmm. and then the boxer keeps changing, keeps mutating. So that's something that's a little concerning. Yeah, it's okay. We'll win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that, you know, the listeners take something from this in terms of, um, I mean, 
you were you got it right you're okay yeah. and then you got it again and you're okay um, and the point is you're doing your yeah. due diligence you've done it before you did it during I mean when when people have something that tips them over the edge a lot of times their health gets uh, out of control whether they're exposed to a virus or they're exposed to some type of extreme stress the losing a, a you know a spouse or a, a job or whatnot can really just I mean turn people over and now they're sick so mm -hmm. You know, it's just it, what we're talking about here is really just cleaning the whole body out. So when if something happens, then, you know, you're not, it's not it's not like such a big deal to, to clean mm -hmm. up. And, and then you do some intense regimen like, you know, like you did. And then you're done in a few days versus mm -hmm. people that have been out for months. I knew people that got sick and I was just like, why are they sick so long? This is before the, I knew about the coronavirus. Yeah. It, it was on my radar because I knew a few people that were sick for very, very long yeah, periods yeah, of time, yeah. but their body was already at a lowered immunity because of mm -hmm. all the other stuff that they had in their body um, in terms of toxins and infections and lack of vitamins and nutrients and all that. Um, and then on top of that, then uh, they get exposed to some type of, I'm assuming it was a virus. I didn't, I don't know if they've mm -hmm. done any testing uh, mm -hmm. for that, but you know, they couldn't recover. I knew people mm -hmm. were sick for like a month. So it's, you know, I'm not surprised though that you're someone that is generally healthy. You take care of yourself and then you, you do get this. And then in a few days you're gone. I, I actually, I think I got it too. I didn't get tested, but mm -hmm. after that same seminar where I met you at, I came home and my throat was really hurting. I've never had yeah. a sore throat like that before. Mm -hmm. And, um, I knew I was like, uh Oh no, no, no. <laughs> so <laughs> I was already stocked up on my antivirals and all kinds of stuff vitamin C and uh, biomolecular oxygen and you name it. I was like pounding mm -hmm. everything down <laughs> and I'm, I was the same thing. Literally in a few days I was fine. So, um, you know, we don't know what people, what's this other agenda with what's going on um, and what could happen. So uh, who knows at the same time, yeah. me and you understand that the body is intricately designed. And if we, the cleaner it is inside, the easier we deal with things mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we, will, we have the innate ability to adapt and we have insane amount of powers in our mind and our hearts and our souls and our spirit, you know, and we have to trust that. We do have these powers within us to recover, even from a possibly man-made stuff, right? We recover all the time and we will recover from this just fine. Now... You know, both of us have said something today that we have done in tons and tons of supplements. Now, when we talk about supplements, we're talking about precision supplements. So all of you guys who are out there, we who are listening to this and who may have access to some supplements, please be careful because some of the supplements, as most of them are, they're not FDA approved. But there, are, there is a quality change and difference between one company and another and what you're getting. And you need to know certain practitioners who know how to deal with those things. Most people can go online and learn a little bit about vitamin C and maybe learn a little bit about turmeric and then chug it down. But be very careful because some of these things can have side effects. and. You know, just even in vitamin C, there is a, such a drastic change between some companies that make an amazing vitamin C that does get absorbed compared to 
some other companies that don't and it's just just junk in the capsule that can be toxic to your liver gut who knows right who knows what other additives they've added in there so you know a take home message i mean to one of those is that yes do we did do a lot of high doses of a lot of stuff but i want you guys to you know ask questions and ask those people who are practitioners to really understand you and guide you through this and even if it may be maybe the same stuff right it, they may just reaffirm your belief system but at least you do, did your due diligence to get the right supplements the right companies and get it from the right sourcing and uh and and then you're on your way so that's something to keep in mind in back of your uh, because everybody's going out right everybody's going out and just emptying the shelves on supplements and everything like all these stores are just empty mm -hmm. amazon is empty in that sense right so you, you got to be careful right same thing with cbd we talked about that last week a lot of people do a lot of stuff and they sell a lot of junk on amazon from and other companies yeah. but you got to be careful about what you do. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I know you, you're big on who you use and um, I am too. And, and that's exactly why we met each other <laughs> because we both were using Cellcor. Um, you know, this, there obviously are some other companies that are really good, but um, Cellcor has, I mean, they have a lot of what people really need, especially for foundational medicine, which we've been talking about a lot about with Cellcor. So, you know, you just deal with a lot of the bugs and things right now and um, deal with the heavy metals, deal with the chemicals, uh, fungus, molds, you name it, uh, lime. And it, it's not going to like other things that come along the journey are not going to be as much of a stressor for you and tip you over the edge. So, you know, Dr. Choksi, I, I know that we probably will continue this conversation part three part four part five <laughs> and maybe even other stuff that you love to research and talk about um i could sit here and pick your brain all day because um i know that you're you're in the trenches and you're you're working with people and you're working on yourself um and you're doing massive amounts of research and developing nifty things like that app you're talking about so listeners i highly suggest that you um, look at his website, see what he's all about. Um, this app, uh, can you tell him how to find the app? Yeah, I mean, it's on uh, on App Store and on Google Play. It's called ACE, A-C-E space I-H. But when you download it, only the login will show up because you, I have to know you to give you access to it. So they have to be working with you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're interested in that app, then you have to work with Dr. Choksi and which is not a bad combination. <laughs> the, working with you and then also tying that app in. So um, highly suggest looking into that. Um, you can ask him questions and, you know, and, and get to know who he is more um, through his website, aceintegrativehealth.com. And is there any last things that you want to mention regarding mental wellness, the coronavirus, vaccines, anything? Um, Anything related to what we talked about today? Wow. So I said a lot, but one thing I would say is whoever your higher power is that you believe in, focus on that every single day. Mm. And if you can do it, um, I I am a, um, a huge believer of transcendental meditation especially for some certain things um, when it helps it helps 
So whoever your angel is, whoever your God is, whoever your natural helper is, your, you know, whoever it is, whether it could be your father, I don't know. Focus on all those and, and just chant, right? Chant 108 times. And um, there are, we just got to get connected and, and then it, it will be fine. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. I agree that, you know, when we know that we're, we're loved by something greater than us, that's controlling the show. Um, yeah. There's so much peace in that. Yeah. So thank you again for that's joining cool. us today, Dr. Choksi. Yeah. And thank you so much listeners for tuning in and we will continue the show next week. Have a nice day. Thank you, Jacqueline. Talk to you guys soon. Love you guys. My super immunity boost juice guide is now available on thewellnesstrinity.com. You'll learn how to grow broccoli microgreens, the ingredients I put in my green juice, and super nutritious supplements you can add to enhance your immune system. Again, go to thewellnesstrinity.com and you'll receive your free super immunity boost juice guide. Thank you for listening to the Wellness Trinity Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more wellness tips to help you achieve optimal health. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.